0: Do you ever have one of those uh, smoke detectors that when you take the batteries out, it just goes off forever at top volume?
1: <laughs> do they have secret batteries in there? It's like, it's like there a
2: perpetual it? motion machine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. And assigned time for episode number 274 of Video Games Hot Dog, the podcast we do about video games. How you doing, gentlemen?
3: right.
2: I'm all right.
0: It's been quite a week. Has it? You know, uh, I, I kept listening to uh, podcasts in which uh, Cole Ross talked about watching Up in Smoke and, and liking it. And so I watched Up in Smoke, which I think is the first Cheech and Chong movie that I've seen oh, as an okay. adult. Uh, I was trying to place okay. it.
3: Yeah. How is it?
2: Um, my it's, memory of those movies is that they're real dumb. Yeah,
0: it, but... It's weird because it's, I'm, I'm unaccustomed to seeing a movie that is that old and also really dumb. You know, there's, <laughs> they just invented dumbness in the last well, 10 years. So, so the day before that, I went with, uh, I went with Amelia to the, to the Castro theater where as part of noir fest, even though this is not a noir movie, I don't, they're the theme of noir, sorry, noir city, I guess is there noir film fest. Uh, the theme of it this year was heists. And so, uh, we saw the taking of Pelham one, two, three,
2: the which I version.
0: Yeah. Okay. Which I thought if you had asked me prior to seeing this movie, like, or really prior to finding is this about out a train, finding out that I was wrong, uh, about all of these things at dinner before the movie, I would have said, this is about a hijacking. Okay. Takes place in Ireland. Okay. And is based on a true story. Okay. Uh, when in fact it is about uh, it is an entirely a fictional account <laughs> of a, yeah subway train being hijacked okay, um,
2: which I, I think I only know because of the remake and seeing either the remake or like ads for the remake, and I don't remember which yeah. it's a very
0: good movie. Is it? Yeah, it's got Walter Matthau in it in kind of a serious leading man role. Okay, it's got uh, Jerry Stiller, who has just looked the exact same age.
1: Ben Stiller's dad. It is Ben Stiller's dad. Does he he look like Ben Stiller? Uh, You know, Amelia said
0: he looks exactly like Ben Stiller in this movie, and I thought he'd looked exactly like Jerry Stiller in this movie. So uh, it depends on who you ask, I guess. They're
2: the ones that uh, came up with that ice cream flavor brand (laughs) thing, (laughs) right? Yes. Okay. Huh. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
0: Now I'm afraid I got one of the names wrong. Have you seen, have you seen, you haven't
2: seen the original one? I've have not.
0: Have you seen Up in Smoke? No. They,
2: well, s- maybe. I don't, I saw like three or four of them when I was a kid and they all seemed really dumb to me. I was, you know, I didn't know anything about marijuana as a kid. Mm-hmm. So like.
0: So it seemed really plausible to you that they could just <laughs> make a van out of it <laughs> in order to smuggle it
2: across. Sure. <laughs> Did they actually make an entire van out of marijuana
0: for the movie? You yeah. mean like the, the props department? Yeah. They, were, they, they just said to the props department, "Make a van yeah. out of marijuana." You guys, and the are props the department weed. didn't know. You've probably they got didn't. Enough. <laughs> they didn't know they were joking, and so they yeah. pulled it off. It was like the. It was like the, the, uh, fuck. What's the movie where Matt Damon? Uh, Goodwill Hunting, where he <laughs> solves the impossible problem on the chalkboard because nobody explained to him that it was a joke. Hmm. About apples. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we made a really small van. It will require a mini driver to get it across the (laughs) board.
2: Just tying those two films together. What, uh, what happens inside the internal combustion engine? That's a a very good van made out of marijuana. I mean, is the muffler
1: just like bong water?
2: (laughs) As it drives out, the coolant,
1: right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Radiator. They need to make the tires out of vulcanized marijuana.
2: Yep. Yeah, From the planet Vulcan. Yeah, it's Vulcanized like,
0: marijuana. The most logical uh,
1: marijuana.
2: <laughs> is when you
0: hold a joint in between your middle two fingers <laughs> like Mr.
1: Spock. I don't know if that joke played. I can see your hand. I know. But yeah. I don't know if that jo- his joke is going to play for the listeners. Yeah. Well, they'll, li- they'll have to figure it out. Like, <laughs> yeah. live long and prosper, man. Yeah. Just just move your hand around until you, you get the joke.
0: I s- at lunch today, I saw a thing that I wasn't. I went on a little journey here. The, the woman who was the waitress at the restaurant that I ate lunch at was wearing a shirt that was like a white long sleeve T-shirt that had in what looked like iron on letters, the word acne across the front of it. Mm. And my initial, so my initial, I guess, probably racist Explanation for what was going on here is, you know how sometimes, she didn't speak English very well, and you know how sometimes you'll see, like, a picture of, like, a 45-year-old Mexican dude who's, like, a day laborer wearing a T-shirt that says, like, Daddy's Little Princess that came from a thrift store, and it's funny because he can't read it. I thought maybe that was what was happening, and so I texted Amelia about it, and she was like, nope, there's just a high-end, very expensive clothing line called Acne. And then I began to suspect that maybe I'm in one of those that twilight zone dinosaur situation. Yep. Yeah. You guys acne still means like painful pustules on skin your skin. That yeah. Are
1: yeah. Awful, yeah. awful, Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, all those fashion companies are trying to remind you of your youth.
0: Oh, right. Okay. So, Hey, remember oh, when you so were in junior high, remember
3: all the worst <laughs> things about your youth. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> when your dick worked super good. And also you had a lot of pimples. Hmm. <laughs> That's, I guess, what they're going for. I think it's a women's clothing line.
2: Uh, that's good that you, that you found out about that, though, because otherwise you would have just gone on the rest of your day thinking that it was uh, a horrible... Well,
0: I think I would have gone on the rest of my day thinking that it was just a thing that was funny rather than a thing that was really confusing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> With the right mindset, everything confusing is funny.
2: Well, so then the other question is, was that an actual thing that they sold or was that somebody who just put the, that, those, label, those letters on there I don't know. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Like writing the writing Tommy Hill figure on your whatever whatever his name is, or
0: <laughs> just ballpoint pen on your denim jacket, <laughs> yeah.
1: or, or just on your arm, <laughs> yeah.
2: pink the, the letter yeah. the the letters pink across right. your butt right. on your jeans, right, just in or sharpie yeah, on your jeans. It,
0: yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you and River going different <laughs> different directions? <right? laughs> Man, uh, the uh, some quick video game news. Did you guys see that the Sunless Skies Kickstarter like uh, yeah. f- fully funded in like half a day? H- how much? That's awesome. 100. They were asking for 125. Although that's way less than it's costing
1: them to make the yeah, game. Yeah, um, they are
2: a gigantic studio at this point. They hired up a bunch from. Yeah,
1: that that seems like a bad idea. I wouldn't have done that. But hiring up a bunch I, yeah. after Sunless Sea, I like, think they're like having one hit is I not th- well. But, but, but it was, what it did was yeah. so
0: that hit also made Fallen London start making a bunch of money.
1: Okay, all right, no, way that's, more that's, than it ever did. That's so a real thing.
0: Yeah, it it doesn't seem like a hasty decision to me.
1: Um, okay. Well, I'm glad for them. I'm yeah, glad it's, I'm glad the Kickstarter did well. I think I it's hadn't heard of it actually. Well, it's
0: it's on its way to being even better. I think. Right. Um,
1: although I don't know, you know, maybe it won't.
0: Uh, maybe it won't like Superfund. Maybe it won't become a super fund site. <laughs>
2: right. Um.
0: But I don't want to talk about video games yet, guys. Okay. What do you have to talk about? That's not video games, Kevin.
2: I saw a really dumb movie last night. What was it called? Spectral. Okay. It's it's a, it's a Netflix original. It's um about basically uh ghosts showing up on a, a war zone and killing a bunch of soldiers and then them having to figure out how to fight the ghosts. That sounds great. It's hmm. not. <laughs> it's really not.
0: Sorry. What was it? Didn't that happen at like Helm's Deep?
2: <laughs> Probably. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> or no, was that was it Helm's Deep where he brought the ghost or was it like Minas Tirith?
2: It was one of those. Who knows, man? Which movie was it in? Fights. Was
0: it in the Return of the King?
2: Probably. I don't remember. I remember. remember the like, having to like. Argue with the the undead king or whatever. Yeah. Say, saying that their debt will
3: be repaid or whatever. And they had to like run away from a flood of skulls or something.
1: <laughs> Woo! It's like when the molasses bursts out of its uh, reservoir that's but right. with skulls. Yeah. Hey, that's not funny. A lot of people died. Did the skulls oh, biting them. Yeah, yeah. Did, <laughs> the skulls uh,
2: died. Yeah. Did you all have, like, a water park around you when you grew up? No. No. Because we didn't. It was called Water World. And so then no. when the movie came out, I was did expecting something totally different.
0: Oh, man. Did it, did it have the same theme song that it did in Phoenix where it went... Whoa water, world. Whoa, water world, water world, water world, because that's pretty good. That is a pretty good jingle.
3: Did the concession stand just sell pee?
0: <laughs> and gasoline and cigarettes. So actually, it was just a convenience store nearby that sold gas and cigarettes and pee. <laughs> They got. They just restocked their Gatorade with trucker bombs.
3: <laughs> just fill up, fill up the slushy machine with it. Is that what you, is that what you
1: call it, trucker pea bombs? Slushies. Is this what I'm hearing described?
0: Yeah, trucker bombs. Like a Gatorade bottle full of piss. No, I that's wanna, just thrown out the window. Of I want to think yes. more about pea slushies. No. Yeah.
3: Well,
1: so I mean, do not eat the, the yellow slushy first, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you think like you just scrape the pee off the top. I don't know. I don't know what happens if you freeze pee. Yeah, we have to find if out. If you pee in snow, no, you don't. it just sort of drills
2: a hole through the snow because your pee is so much warmer than the snow, right? Yeah. Uh, so if you want the if you want yellow snow, you have to really work at it and like do sort of like a I don't know a sprinkler action. Or Wasn't there that just Eskimo
3: that it made a it out when it's room temperature?
0: There was that okay. old Eskimo that made a katana out of his frozen piss and used it to murder some dogs.
3: <laughs> <laughs> N- nearly. <laughs> Yes. You got the right. You got the right idea. Yeah, you're, like, you're in the if ballpark. I'm,
0: if I'm gonna go, I'm taking all these dogs with me.
2: <laughs> it was. It was actually just a katana shaped kidney stone. Oh.
0: Uh, wow, must have been painful. Yeah. yeah. Sort of internal harakiri. Yeah.
1: Well, the worst is when he stabbed the dog in the kidney, and then the dog had a kidney stone. Oh, a smaller oh. katana, like a waki-
0: The dog had a wakizashi <laughs> <laughs> shaped kidney stone, and so now he's. Doubly armed.
3: Hmm.
1: Have you seen any terrible movies, Jim? Um. Uh, I've been watching as I fall asleep. Um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Okay. Like uh, repeatedly, or well, like it, it, it. You know, do you have like you a watch, dead man for, you watch switch? for, Like so... half an hour, okay. and then you fall asleep. <laughs> do you Do you remember to turn it off, or do you have to like you have to rewind it? it like I just
2: wait. Is this a VHS copy of?
1: Indiana Jones. Uh, it's the template it's too?
2: something that
1: uh, I, I, I put it on my phone. So rewind is sort of a misnomer.
2: It's
0: really a skeuomorphism.
1: <laughs> uh, there's definitely a rewind button in the app I'm using. Does it say rewind? No, but it has the two left arrows. Mm. And you do that arrow. instead of just like slide. I mean, I, uh, I don't know. I don't actually know what I do. Do you just it's watch, like the, movie. When you watch the movie Do you watch the movie
0: backwards at 1x speed until you're back to where I- <laughs> spoilers I talk about How this
1: is a terrible movie, guys. <laughs> really? It's 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 not terrible, but I just before that just before that watched Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. And it really doesn't hold up like in many, many different ways. Raiders this does conversation it or was temple doesn't temple doesn't
0: this conversation was everywhere when crystal skull came out and everybody suddenly like it was all of a sudden like everybody it was just understood that temple of doom was bad and i
1: i thought mm, that i thought it was understood before that well
0: i guess maybe i just was never exposed to that i wouldn't say it's i mean it's like everybody
3: but it's the
1: like everybody understands that
0: the 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 trilogy empire strikes back is bad Uh (laughs) and the worst movie
2: (laughs) uh so then do you like uh, Last Crusade or Raiders of the Lost
1: Ark is the number one is like the best? I will have to watch Last Crusade next to answer that for sure. Okay. Um, my guess is that I'm going to lead towards Last Crusade because it's like a movie that is actually like actually has characters in it. Right. And not just archetypes. Um. And like Raiders itself like it, it's really enjoyable but doesn't add up to anything. You didn't. You didn't
0: appreciate Mola Ram's arc.
3: Oh, that was. That's in Temple <laughs> of Doom. The arc as he fell off the bridge. You mean? Know? <laughs> right. <laughs> the the par- parabolic arc.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: this is a character arc.
0: Okay. It was not on purpose. Okay. <laughs> I believe you. Uh,
2: the arc itself is a character.
0: <laughs> I remember mounting a defense of. Of Charlie and Short Round as, like, nobody was mad about these characters when they were C-3PO and (laughs) R2-D2.
1: I still like Short Round. I still, like, think that's a good character. Yeah. I think they're both fine. Uh, Yeah. Like... I I mean, are you talking about (laughs) Lily Scott? She's a terrible protocol. Yeah. What's her name? I don't... I mean... I, she had a line about how Willie is her professional Oh, name, Willie. But, I don't
0: know. I think it's Charlie. I think I said Charlie when I meant Willie.
1: That's what I assumed. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like that character... There was, There's a scene where, like, uh, Indy and Short Round are, like, playing poker and Short Round is, like, is cheating. And this is intercut with Willie, like, walking, like, stumbling around the clearing and screaming at every single facet of the jungle. Which is, like... What an incredibly like gross and sexist scene. Yeah, I guess it would be different. I mean, C three PO is at least male. Yeah, there you go. I, I actually, no, I, I would imagine like C three PO would do the same thing. So that's oh, fair. C three PO sort of C three like, PO
0: is also sort of fey, and that's yeah, kind of part of what's despicable about that's, like like you that's know what true. I mean. True,
1: he's he's very he's a very feminine character, and yeah. that's what is like. That, that's the thing that's meant him. to be annoying about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not yeah. not uh, and not also,
0: despicable as a character, but I mean, like, why the other characters don't like him.
1: Yeah, and also, like, as far as I can tell, there are no other women in the movie. Like, except maybe, there, I think there's a mother. Yeah, there's some old women in the village that yeah. the Shankara Stones have been taken from. Like, none of the children who were kidnapped seem to be girls. And the, the reason I'm assuming that is that um, if they were, they would put shirts on them for the American audience. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe because they all had shaved heads, right? Yeah, and they were like they looked like they were about eight. you know, like oh. there's no secondary sexual characteristics at that age usually. I- anyway, like I, it's I, I, I still really liked Raiders, like despite it, it like not, like it, it just it's it's a trifle. What are they mining? I think they're looking for more Shankara stones. But huh they had them i thought they had
2: I thought that, that that was
1: the complete set i what don't was know it? well maybe i'm mis- misunderstanding it
0: I yeah know. i didn't ever really understand exactly what they were doing down there either
2: yeah they're mining should, for
0: lava <laughs> you should
2: you should like figure out what's what is happening in there and report back cuz i i don't understand
1: no i don't know I mean, a I'm cool minecart chase I don't know if I'm well sure enough yeah. to answer that dude question dude
3: rips a heart out of another dude that gave me yeah. nightmares
1: yeah yeah, it's it's pretty hardcore. And there's a, I mean the the
0: the rope bridge segment is like iconic ass Indiana Jones yeah, to be sure. Yeah, I
1: do feel like probably the last <laughs> third of that movie is probably the best part of it. Like the the sequence of action action scenes. I think the
0: bugs are really great. The yeah. like the, the traps on the way into the temple are really great. What about like, the like uh gro- gross out monkey meal. brains the gross out meal is like that's
1: <laughs> I yeah, I mean I I still like I remember being, like, really repulsed by that scene then, and now I was like, oh, this is, like, super racist. Hmm. This, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if that's actually true, but that was my impression. I mean, the entire
0: thing is couched in a, like, fundamentally racist, like, imperialist right. genre. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. like, you... <sighs>
1: but like for it's people, on it's
0: on genre
1: people didn't <laughs> that belongs didn't in a museum in the 80s, back you know? in that was, england uh... <laughs> or america <laughs> yeah yeah
0: um i always maintained that i i can acknowledge that of the first three the temple of doom is probably the weakest as a film mm-hmm. but it's my favorite of the movies because oh. i was 12 when okay. it came out and i watched it and
1: yeah yeah well, I mean we
0: film strong movie
1: I was around that age for all three of them so I didn't have that problem
2: this this brings me back to my like desire for Netflix or any other kind of rating uh website to have two axes one is how mm. how, how good do you think the film is objectively and also how much do you mm. like it because yeah. I feel like those yeah. are sometimes aligned but often not Netflix just added, they just ask how you like it
1: yeah i I, I do think well, I don't know if it if users are going to understand the nuance there. Sure. But um, Netflix just added a feature, which I think is kind of neat is that that they, uh, as far as I can tell, what they're doing is they're showing the, the menu, the video loop that plays under the menu of the DVD for, as a preview for everything they have. Huh? That's great. Does yeah. it have sound? It no, does. Well, no. can, can you fall asleep and wake up uh-huh. groggy
0: at six in the morning with like the same 40 seconds of,
1: I, I think it doesn't have sound, but maybe what I'm thinking is what I'm remembering is that it doesn't have any dialogue because it's always just music. Yeah. on those DVDs,
2: it starts auto playing those every time you like look at a thing. It's it's kind of annoying. Well, actually, it's
1: better than like on the 360 Netflix app on the Xbox 360 app, it actually just auto plays the, the 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 thing the, itself the movie. Yeah. yeah, like, but I've long long wanted like, why don't they have trailers? You know, and like the the DVD menu loop is pretty good. Although, like, a lot of the times it has spoilers in it, which is dumb. I mean, trailer, that's what YouTube is for, right? Like, you can
0: just go onto the YouTube app, watch some God, movie trailers.
1: There's, there's probably, like, a Grease Monkey script I can find that will, like, add a YouTube trailer oh, link. Yeah, thread to... in.
0: Thread in, like, period. Of per- like, if I saw this in the theater, what were uh, what yeah. were four movies that were coming out in the next oh, six months? And show me trailers for idea. that. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
2: I remember when uh like was it like the apple itunes store or something like they had trailers available maybe it was before it was itunes uh and it was like a novelty to be able to just watch trailers on demand on the internet and it was it was very exciting
0: um, i had another old man moment here i bought the first season of dirk gently's holistic detective agency the new series that they they put out recently <laughs> you know that they put out recently uh and I bought it on iTunes because that's the only place that you can buy it. And I did not. I watched the first one. And every time I've tried to go watch more of them, I have ended up just watching something else on Netflix because I cannot figure out how to get iTunes to download any more of the episodes. Like, I cannot figure out how to get back to the list of episodes. I got one downloaded. The, the, the UI for your video library in iTunes makes no sense to me at all. I used to think that iTunes was only the worst piece of software in the world on windows and that it was the windows version that was particularly bad. But now I'm pretty much convinced that it's just always <laughs> are, the
2: worst piece. There of software. are some tabs that you're probably just not seeing some tabs. Huh? like, I,
1: yeah. I Apple has like this reputation as being masters of UI and I have really nope. not observed no. this to be the case at all.
2: Not, not recently.
0: That I was really surprised by how cumbersome. I, you know, I want to just, you know, we're here. I can, on somebody else's internet dime here at the (laughs) studio. I'm going to, I want you to show me, I I want you to teach me younger, more relevant nephew how to get my programs on this, on this PC.
3: (laughs) On this magical box. Mm
0: -hmm. Have you seen any bad movies recently, Riff?
3: No. I bought some oh, I- come on! I thought we were gonna get a forfector. Oh, sorry. I haven't watched any movies. I uh, I bought some IKEA. That was about it.
1: Ooh, do you have any good putting together furniture anecdotes, or was it
3: just mm. like meatballs? Oh no! I I uh, I actually went on the wrong day to get uh, meatballs because it was uh, I'm I'm on. It I'm- was
0: Friday, and you're Catholic.
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> no, it it was Sunday, and my cheat day on my diet is Saturday. So
0: I see. But wait, um, your diet doesn't allow meatballs. What kind of diet doesn't allow meatballs?
3: Well, it doesn't allow the mashed potatoes that come with the meatballs. I see.
2: Hmm.
3: Uh, but yeah, I bought a couple of shelves and an extension for my desk so that I have more room to play board games on it. Is it that, or do you have more room for things to accumulate over time? Yeah,
0: more room for piles well, of Amazon boxes and both beef jerky cans. Things.
3: Both of those things. <laughs> also, where are you getting
0: canned jerky? <laughs> I
3: mean, kind of... Slim Jims. They, they come in cans. I just
0: oh, you mean if you buy like a if you buy like a like one to put out at your convenience store, right? To sell ne- to sell next to the gas, cigarettes, and piss. <laughs> I
3: mean, if you're lucky, you can get them in a big plastic barrel-shaped barrel.
0: Hmm. <laughs> Man, think of how much piss you could put in that.
3: Oh, right. be more fun than a barrel of piss.
0: <laughs> the, be- the best trucker bomb would be, exactly you know how there's those, those, those floor, uh, those rolling coolers that there's soda and ice in sometimes that look like just a giant can of Pepsi?
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> <laughs> or like an R2-D2? <laughs> yep. <laughs> just... You
0: show up at Comic-Con with a really elaborate remote control R2-D2. And then at a certain point you press a button on the remote control and it, it just, just starts opens, opens the
1: plug on the bottom and <laughs> reveals itself to be completely filled with piss. Yeah, you wait until the Leia cosplayer tries to give you the plan. <laughs> get really nervous.
0: Yeah. But then people will be impressed with how little machinery there needed to be inside your crazy good R2-D2.
1: That's right. He worked really hard on miniaturizing that stuff. <clears throat> Wasn't, I mean,
0: that was why R2 jumped off the X-Wing into the swamp water in Dagobah, right? Is because he needed to refill his piss tanks. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Also, I'm assuming that all of the liquid on Dagobah is piss. Yeah, I <laughs> mean,
3: Yoda's was. been there a long time.
0: <clears throat> yep, 900 years. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs>
1: Well, okay. <laughs> I, I set up a, a, my drum kit over the past week or so. I had had a electronic drum kit in storage for my past two moves because I was just like too, like combination of too lazy, too busy, and not in a place where I could play drums. Um, but isn't that the point of an electric, electronic drum kit is you can like put headphones on? And- yeah, but you're still stomping on the floor.
2: Okay.
0: So and like, like banging on rubber pads, right? Like it's not quiet.
1: It's like it's not quiet, but it's not going to disturb the neighbors if you bang on rubber pads. Is
0: there a place in your house where you could play an electric drum kit while April is asleep?
1: <sighs> that might be... Probably not, I'm What if guessing,
2: you wrapped yourself in like a giant blanket and then play? Then I
1: would fall asleep at the drum myself. Oh, <laughs> <Aww, laughs> that be, so be so Oh, cute. it might be a terrible accident. <laughs> yeah uh but but um not living on the second floor now you can i can like reasonably like hook this thing up and april had just gotten uh, a digital piano so i was like yeah we can jam yeah we could uh while you're learning jingle bells i can play (laughs) (laughs) sweet do a sweet remix of jingle bells (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um it's and like apparently the um the, in in the past 8 years or however long it's been the kick pedal has fallen apart so i had to get a new one <clears throat> okay so i've been just playing without uh without a kick just like messing around like there's definitely something about like if you if you want to like learn an instrument well enough to be in a rock band like a bad rock band you could probably do it on drums in like 3 days and then you could play bar gigs. Yeah. Pretty like and like probably no one would notice that you're terrible. I bet you it'd be tricky to pull that off on guitar. Yeah. In three days. And yeah.
2: also like you have to have a sense of rhythm.
1: You do have to have a sense of rhythm. So there's that. That's true. Um and that like depends on you, how you punk will...
3: your band is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah.
1: Yeah but it's it's a lot of fun. it's very like a, it's very physical It's an activity that like is like of all the of all the music making activities probably the most like actually like doing shit with your body
0: well, except the that piano from big <laughs> right
3: <laughs> does does
0: April think it's gonna take 11 months for her to learn how to play jingle bells or is this
1: <laughs> from this though, she got the piano like on in December okay. Yeah, that's when she started learning Jingle Bells. I haven't
2: taken down my Christmas decorations yet, because I'm <laughs> slow and lazy.
1: I didn't know you had Christmas decorations.
2: Yeah, I put some Christmas decorations up.
0: What'd you have? Did you have a... Uh, what did I learn? I learned from Amelia that there's a different word for a nativity that a large swaths of the country use. Crash? Crash. I've heard of that. Yeah. I did
1: I've not never heard that word. Yeah. yeah. Did you know that I started seeing it everywhere hear, after her birthday song? Uh, no, <laughs> it's it's a lot more jamming. It's a lot more like I think it was written by Stevie Wonder. Okay, and it's just like the traditional birth. I'm not going to sing it for you. Just like, you're, you're right me, I don't think you're allowed. Like, I don't think you're allowed to. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just that's a thing. Oh, sorry. Go on with your. <laughs> oh no no that was it. <laughs> okay, Crash. I've never heard of this. No. Uh, it, when when we were in high
0: school, uh, my friend Chris and I. Um, he started signing people's yearbooks by drawing a picture of a guy in the, like, where, you know, a, a, a photo would be in the yearbook and labeling that guy Harold Kreshnut, uh, which was just a thing that we... We used to play a game where you would say something and then you would, like, repeat it back as though you misunderstood it and turn it into something else, you know,
2: that uh, game. At infinitum? The, yeah,
0: yeah, you just go back and forth. And we we ended up with something where we were talking about a guy named Harold Creshnut. So he... Uh, he started drawing this guy, Harold Crushnut in everybody's yearbooks. And I thought about this because of <laughs> right? Harold, Isn't he, right. Was, a, he thought... was a real nativity enthusiast. <laughs> that was what I said. I said, Harold Nativity enthusiast. And Chris said, oh, Harold Crushnut? <laughs> Uh But he, he would draw this guy wearing a shirt with stars all over it. And so one day after school, we went to his house and bought some, like, just cheap white Hanes T-shirts and painted colored stars on them. And then wore them to school and told everybody they were Harold Crashnut originals. <laughs> like, no, this is a really expensive brand, you know, like acne, like we have now because we're in high school. So that's my story about Crash.
3: Yeah.
0: Also, that guy, David Crash, who oh, got, yeah. got killed in Waco.
2: Yeah, it's not just a, ba- a brand of toothpaste. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: okay. <clears throat> hey, Riff, Have you played any video games?
3: Um, uh, I want to say I played one thing on a phone. Let me see if I can find what was it. Was. Dandy was it
0: Dandy Dungeon?
3: Oh no, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't anything new. Actually, it was the uh, the swords the Swords and Poker remake, which is not very good.
0: Is there a, the like not Sword and Poker two?
3: No, the Konami. Branded one after they bought that license, turned it into a free to play. Yes,
0: I remember that being not very good.
3: Yeah, I I I went back to it just because something reminded me about it, and I was like, oh, maybe it's not as bad as I remember. And yeah, it's it's not great. (laughs) I mean, if you if you can't get a copy of Swords and Poker two, it's okay because it's still Swords and Poker. But
0: what uh, what led you to not play many video games this week, Riff?
3: um work and just the fact that i'm playing the same video games i've been playing i'm po- hey, po- Pokemon tell your boss Dark to Souls fuck off and let you play and... some video games yeah. man
0: <laughs> thanks for working hard on our video game that we're trying to ship sure oh it's i be really good guys i feel really good about our video game now
3: i did awesome. i did I play I, just... I did play a couple other things it turns out and i recognize a couple other icons on my phone here Here's one called Imprint X which is a weird button pushing game that I don't really understand and is kind of uh the phone is really kind of too small to play it on. But it appears to be a game where you push buttons on... There's like this weird sort of spaceship-looking thing with buttons on it. And you push the buttons and panels open out and they have more buttons on them. And you can... I'm so sold
1: on this riff. This is great.
3: It it, it seems pretty good. You definitely want to play it on an iPad and not on a phone. But... uh it's it's weird. It's like you have to tell by like little the little blinking lights and things that are going on on the scenery of the spaceship what order you're supposed to push the buttons in to make new
1: panels flip open with more buttons so on is, them. You're, you're basically playing Myst.
3: Yeah, like a really like focused down into the the bare essentialness of it. Yeah, kind of.
0: Right. All right. I'm buying this solely on the
1: strength of your description. What's the name of it? Imprint X. Yep. Zach. Yes. You were saying you didn't know why you felt good about West of Loathing. Uh,
0: I don't know why I suddenly feel good about
1: West of Loathing. So, like, I definitely had, like, I, I've got a bunch of experience with, like, feeling good and bad about my game. hmm And I have come to the conclusion that it's almost entirely based on, like, my overall mood and not based on what's actually happening with the game.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, though, there is some correspondence between my overall mood and the amount of good ideas I think I'm getting into the game on any given week. And it just—there are also, I think, just parts of a giant, sprawling, creative project where there is—you get a lot of, like, lucky synthesis moments happening, and suddenly you start to catch a glimpse of what the whole looks like. Yeah. You know? I mean, I imagine that it was probably fairly similar when you were working on Frog Fractions 2, because there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah. Right. And so you, and you leave a lot of loose ends as you go. And then when those things, like things that you're dreading, so, something that I had happened to me a lot this week was there was stuff that I was like fuck I just don't have an idea for this yeah. and so it's just like sits there as this to-do list item that I don't actually know what it is which is the worst fucking thing yeah I think in like in a workflow and suddenly it was like oh well okay I was trying to figure out like well I've got this place but I don't know what kind of dudes are in it and I've got these dudes over here that I don't know what their deal is or where they are oh, wait, why don't those two <laughs> things that are nothing right now just become one thing, yeah. which is both, like, half done on either side? Yeah. And no, that, just a bunch of that kind of thing happened, and so... That,
1: that sort of thing is, is feels really good. Like, it's, it feels like design jujitsu, where you take two problems and you make them solve each other. And I think that, as a player,
0: you experience that kind of thing as like, ah, oh, that was really clever what they did there having these two things connect like that when you know you you know as a person who makes things like nope that was that was just as much of a surprise to me as it was to you (laughs) believe me
1: yeah
0: which is which is great i mean that's that like i think maybe that's part of it right like this is you getting to experience some of the surprise of the thing that you've created yeah which is fun yeah it is I also played a bunch of video games for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. I want to talk about some video I games. D- I, Let's I hear do. About them. Oh, you have a list. I have a list of five video games wow. that I want to talk
2: about. <clears throat>
0: um, so the first thing, uh, do, do you remember us talking about Million Onion Hotel? Yeah, we met. Ooh. Uh, we met this guy, this is a Japanese dude, who was really, really friendly and nice and fun, and he was passing out cards about his game Million Onion Hotel, which was, I mean, it was like a cute... This was... There a, wasn't much to it. It was an IndieCade, like, a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, His company, Onion Games, just released a game called Dandy Dungeon, which... Super charming. It's really charming. It is... You are like him in his apartment, having quit a large company game development job, and you are leveling up this dude who's just like sitting at a computer in his underwear all day by playing the like by beta testing his game as he makes it and then you you know you beat a level and then he goes to sleep and then he wakes up with a good idea and he adds some more features to the game and then you play it again so that whole like simulation framework is 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 charming and and funny yeah that sounds really good and Uh, then the game itself is also really it is a really novel take on like a Sort of systemic phone dungeon crawler thing. This is like a phone you, game? yeah. You um. What's the name of this thing? <clears throat> dandy Dungeon or Dandy Dungeons? I forget. Uh, you are you are shown the map of the level, <clears throat> and it is just like a five by five grid with where walls can be in between any grid squares. There's an entrance where you are, and there's an exit, and then there's like monsters and hazards and stuff and you play kind of an Alcazar game where you, once you touch the the dude, the only move that you're making is you're just tracing a path from the guy to the exit. And you get a big bonus if you hit every square in the dungeon by doing that, which is sometimes kind of challenging. And if you like get it wrong and have to like rethink it in the middle, the timer becomes a really stressful element then as you're going through it, you can like, your guy like f- automatically fights things and like levels up and gets hurt. And you can like invoke items at any time to like risk- recover hit points or like damage all the enemies on the screen or whatever. And it's just, I don't know. It's very, it's fun and cute and charming. And, uh, there is like, there's like an, It's free-to-play, and there is some kind of energy system, but I just... There are no ads, which is nice. And I just instantly bought the, like, for eight bucks, you can just have this all of this, like, just infinite energy and everything. And so I'm just like, yeah, you know, I like that guy. I'll I'll pay eight bucks for his phone game.
1: That that sounds really cool. I'm downloading that now. Yeah, me too. Um,
0: uh, So that's, like, very easy to recommend. I I played a Vive game. Every once in a while when I'm in the office on the weekend, I just do like, well, let's see what Googling be, best Vive games or good Vive games comes up with. And I played a game called it's the the series is called The Gallery. And this was chapter one, Call of the Star Seed. And then chapter two is going to be Heart of the Emberstone. They're, they're very generically named things, but uh, it's it's kind of a it, like a mist, <laughs> you know, you're you're moving around in a 3d space, teleporting with the vibe and, you know, picking up objects and doing some light puzzle solving stuff. There's some neat things. There's some really cool moments in it with like gravity distortion and stuff like that, that really sells when you're in the middle of it. Um,
1: what What is the gravity like? Is that like up falling objects?
0: Uh, like, just floating objects that you're not expecting. Yeah. It's kind of like, have you ever played any of the, have you played the demos for uh, Tacoma?
1: There were demos of that?
0: Yeah. There's, there was like a, I, I don't know. Th- th- like there's a, there's a build of it that they show at shows. Yeah. I haven't seen any of those. Um, but it's like, there's just like, uh, you're on a space station and every once in a while there's just like a bag of potato chips floating around or whatever and you can just kind of <laughs> bat at it
1: <laughs> okay you know yeah. you just kind of
0: knock it knock it around and that's... it's just it's really satisfying
1: yeah to like have
0: right. you know oh it's like i'm
1: in space do you like control a hand with the mouse in tacoma yeah no
0: um i mean you just sort of bang into it you know? oh i see yeah or click it to pick it up and then throw it i mean you know you can grab objects and look at them the way you could have gone home um it being in a, like, mist style game, but the way that you interact with the environment is with two articulated hands mm. that are controlled via the Vive controllers is really—it just feels really good. Mm. It feels better than wandering around sort of clicking things under Pixels. a reticle. Like— you know, they're just things that involve... Like, like you get this flare gun, and you have to keep, like, picking up flares out of this bucket and reloading the flare gun while you're, like, firing flares everywhere. A, because it's fun to just shoot flares at <laughs> right. stuff, and B, because you're trying to figure out what the fuck you're supposed to shoot with this flare gun to solve this puzzle. Uh, but it's just, like, t- reloading being a tactile thing that you have to yeah. do, it's just... It's cool. Yeah.
1: It, I, well, have you played Receiver? No like receiver is like a game that is it's a first person shooter and there's like gameplay to it but really it's there to for the like really accurate not 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 accurate but detailed implementation of using a gun yeah uh to exist in this game um and so like the re- reloading is uh like if you have a um you know a a a pistol with a uh, a magazine in it the, there are buttons to, like, first you uh, push the button to eject the magazine. Then you push a button to holster the gun to free up a hand. And then you push a button to, like, you push 17 times you push a button to put a bullet in the magazine. Right? <laughs> and then, then you push a button to, like, the other, I think the same button again, to take the gun out of the holster. Then you push the button to put the clip back in the gun. And then you push the button to pull back the slide. And then you can fire the gun, and I think that like I, I remember like really enjoying like getting good at that process, but pretty much nothing else about the game I enjoyed. Um, but because you're just like shooting robots and stuff, yeah, that's that's also the only thing I know about it that just wasn't, game. It wasn't a very interesting game. Like it was a much more inter- it's much more interesting as a simulation of reloading a gun, um, and I bet that would be even better with like uh, modern tactile controls. Yeah, controls.
0: I'm. I feel like it was maybe on Giant Bomb. I heard about something that they're working on at Valve, which is just controllers that strap onto your fingers. Mm. Um, like the ability to be using the Vive without having to hold on to those gun kind of controllers. Right. It. I got a really weird kind of. Cause I, this game. It's like this is something that would it makes it difficult to recommend. It's like. Tw- 20 bucks and it was maybe like an hour long which eh, i mean i don't regret it and like if the second episode came out tomorrow i would buy it and yeah, play it vr but is for rich people yeah so. i've got more money than cents so you know what are you gonna do but after playing it for like i played it in two sessions of maybe like 30 to 40 minutes each and both times i didn't get motion sick And I didn't get the thing that happens every once in a while where once I took the Vive off, suddenly the real world made me motion sick. But I did get a thing where it really very much did not seem like my hands were real. And it was really disconcerting. (laughs) Because, like, I had gotten really used to the, like, hands in the 3D space that were, like, slightly off axis from your real hands. And, like, you know, it was like, yeah, you get used to, like, pull a trigger and it makes your entire hand clench where you can see it like i just like scrolling my phone and i was like i shouldn't be that's not where my hand is it's this phone should not be scrolling because i'm not really touching it what is going on with my f- fake ass hands that aren't real the, that mm. sounds kind of amazing yeah there's sort of like the that sort of like the 3ds making you feel like you're a horrible shitty I was, ghost i
1: was just about to bring that up yeah that's yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: it went away. I mean, I just stopped looking at my hands for a while, Fruit. and then it went away, which I'm glad. Glad I'm not just still in You're that not hell, stuck in. Yeah. You know?
2: I feel like maybe you need to take some pot and then be like, really look at your hands. Okay,
0: take some pot.
2: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, you, you could do it me- medicinally, right? Like, you got you got edibles and that's true. Doses, right? You could just put some.
0: You could take some of that wax that people smoke with a blowtorch and just put it in like a vitamin capsule see what happens uh i played I, i'm not going to talk about this much because i i need to play more of it but i and it, i've been playing this a little bit off and on for like a month but subnautica hmm. which i say i learned about from
2: uh creighton crowbar
0: yeah philip of war on on creighton crowbar it is kind of like a like your minecraft or your astroneer or whatever like a, it's more like it's astroneer a, than yeah, minecraft it's one of those like, it's like of survival like underwater like crafting and and base building stuff but, it but underwater it's, yeah and it's really pretty and really like there are times when it's are stressful you, but it's not are you a
2: fish are you a, like a you are you planet? are
0: in a space... you're an astronaut that's like in a spaceship that crashes um on a water planet or something yeah it's on a on a mostly uh, water okay. planet i think there's land parts later but hmm. There is looking at screenshots and stuff. there is a lot of game here that I have not gotten to huh. yet. um it does some you you sort of over time you get signals on your like radio after you manage to make the thing to repair your radio uh that kind of advance the plot like you'll learn you'll get beacons from other parts of your spaceship that blew up and crashed in different spots or whatever um, in a way that. Like, like another game that I'll that I'll talk about, um, really improves the situation for me over something like Minecraft as a single player experience. <coughs> because, like, I kind of feel like the actual s- plot, plot is is generous, but the actual progression stuff in the content of Minecraft is pretty bad. Yeah. And I just was never interested in, like, doing any of the stuff that you were supposed to do in the Nether or, like, yeah. going through the, like, ministrations to get to whatever the end thing was and, like, kill yeah. a dragon well, that or whatever. was
1: a hit before it had a progression. Yeah, so. and
0: everything that was good about it was, was before that, and that, that there was no reason to believe that those people were any good at making that kind of thing. Whereas, like, Terraria, Terraria's progression, even though you really had to look it up in a wiki to find out what it was, it was really satisfying yeah like yeah you really like feel yourself leveling up and getting more powerful yeah. and going to new places and seeing new things and fighting new giant skulls
1: yeah uh, i think i remember this was like a, six months ago laura tweeted about how uh and she was talking about a survival game that i think was subnautica laura michet yeah talking about how like this is a game where what you think the game is about changes drastically in your first, you know, over and over again in your first 30 hours in the game. Hmm. I'm glad there's 30 hours
0: of it cuz I'm always nervous about buying early access stuff. Yeah. And you know, I wasn't nervous about buying Minecraft when it came out like I It's neat. It's neat to like see Steam patches and be excited like, "Oh, hey, what did they add to this thing?" Like yeah. that's a cool feeling to have again, yeah. but Yeah, man, this it this game is good. It it just it looks really nice. And it's unlike Minecraft, the hazards are not just constantly coming at you. Right. So like you're in a pretty safe area to begin with. And that you you do little forays into different environments that have like, you know, resources that you need, but things that will attack you or whatever. And death penalty seems really light. Um But yeah, I mean, it definitely has this sense of there being this gigantic world to explore and You just like kind of can't get very far away from where you're at until you've like you know built up some supplies and it's survival is pretty easy like there's a lot of just basic food and water recipes out of fish that are very plentiful right around where your escape pod is and the base building stuff seems really robust and i don't really know like oh i got all this stuff and i started practicing like practicing building a base (laughs) building a base Uh, but it's like I just built it like right under the existing base that I kind of already had and like I don't really know where I'm going to be spending time because I don't know where the plot is going to be taking me so I don't know where to build this base Um, and it's expensive to like duplicate all of the machinery that's in the escape pod kind of annoys me that you can't like just take the take the escape pod like (laughs) can I just build a tube that leads from this to maybe you can maybe you can I don't think you can (laughs) Um, I also played a PC game that I just saw. This is the best place to find obscure games in the Steam top sellers list. There's <laughs> uh, uh, a game called Limelight, which is... It is a real-time game that has about the gameplay fidelity of... A, like, uh, like a Deus Ex Go or uh, Lara Croft Go where you are it's you're like a sort of a light that's moving along a grid of lines and there are just like things that will like trigger colored segments of the line of the level to like move between two lines and open up new paths and there's like red lights moving among the lines sort of line wobbler style that will kill you if you hit them and so it's about like you know, finding your way through these kind of mazes of one-dimensional corridors. There's, it's got a lot of people are talking about how great the music is. the The music is. Did you guys ever play? Uh, I think it was called Music Catch. It was like a game on Congregate where there was a line that was rotating around slightly off the center axis and there was this kind of piano music playing and every time the, there was a note uh, a like icon of a musical note in some color would fly off of the line and you were just trying to like catch as many of them as you could with your mouse.
1: Hmm. Um, Never played that. that it, not something it was that. very
0: relaxing and you know that the music was very similar to this which is just like kind of the most like Anodyne, like non-threatening piano music.
1: Okay,
0: yeah. it's I heard I've heard people talking about how great the music is for just like relaxing and chilling out. That's fine, whatever. There, it's not even credited. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's if probably... you look at the, it's like just music they like the braid style of like yeah. we just found some music on some royalty-free site where we were allowed to license it in such a way that we didn't even have to. Say who it was in the credits.
1: Yeah, or even like I, I think a lot of people, a lot of musicians who are trying to make make it in the making music world, just give that stuff away. Like, just please use my thing in your game. Right. But you'd seem it seemed like credit me would be
0: part of that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah maybe they forgot to say that.
0: <clears throat> I mean, I guess they can put it on their resume that
1: they had That's true. music in there, yeah. and they, you know, it's, so it's, can I. There are hey. <laughs> There are so many incredible musicians willing to work basically for free that it's it, it's basically impossible to make a living as a musician. Like if you're trying to make music for games, because the bottom yeah. the, the bottom has already been raced to. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just there's
0: more talent supply than there is money demand, right? Yeah, I mean, well, no, and the... also
1: like you can you can make. Enough music to fill up a game in like a month. Yeah, and you so you can if so if 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 a development team takes a year to make a game, you can be the musician for twelve teams. Right, and yeah, like that. There's just not nearly as much demand for that as anything else, any other role on the project. Even like sound design. Yeah, sound like well, and most musicians that I know who are making a living like do sound design as part of the package.
0: Yep. I think one of them is doing music and sound design for us on this project. <laughs> yes. they're taking a break to do your entire project yeah. in the middle
1: of ours. Yep. Um, he he just uh, wrote a blog post. Um, I think it was called Amphibian Anarchy on Gamasutra about the process of uh, – we're talking about Ryan Ike, by the way. Yeah. This is a very cute article. <laughs> yeah, I really liked it. And it starts with a like a description of of me as like a trickster god, which I'm into that, <laughs> mm-hmm. like you're always saying fiddle dee. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was a very ego stroking blog post, but I don't think he I don't think he wrote that, so I would retweet him, you know, I think he wrote that because he, he wrote believed... it because he's a fucking delight, yeah, yes, Ryan Eke- a delight and also a good musician. That you should
2: yep. not hire for the next th- three or four months. Yeah, give him, give him, <laughs> give him a minute.
0: Um, and then I played, finally, a bunch of... Uh, I. Like, this is just because I was cleaning and I saw my Vita. And I was like, oh, <laughs> right, there's that Dragon Quest Builders game that everybody was talking about a f- couple months ago. And I was like, $40? No way. No video game is worth that kind of Skrilla. Also, I've started saying Skrilla. <laughs> uh, so that, that's
1: your sixth game. And right? I was
0: like, I'll play the demo. And I played the demo and I was like, fuck yeah, sign me up for more of this. Here's my $40. Although it took 10 tries to fucking log into my goddamn whatever account. And <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, anyway, I've bu- got this fingerprint sensor on the back of my phone here. Mm hmm. And like, you know, I can use it to log into your phone, which is like a little bit. You can use it to log into my phone? I can, (laughs) I guess just keep, just keep you around and you can do all this shit for me. Yeah. You don't, you don't care about security. Um, and that's a little bit nicer than like what I, I also have set up the, uh, little draw a pattern on these nine dots thing. But what I didn't realize would, would make this the most amazing feature is that instead of typing in my, uh, my Google p- password. Everyone up, every time I want to buy something on the Play Store, I can put my finger on that fingerprint sensor. Mm. So also, is what allowing is allowing children to buy apps with their parents when well, they like
2: a, are. All well, you have to do is leaf- cut off your parents' finger. Right. Sure, you could do that.
1: Yeah, I uh, I hadn't heard about that, but that's definitely a security. Oh, actually, so, like, using that's the why finger- parents okay. are. Yeah, that's why parents are like buying finger locks yes. to hide their <laughs> fingers in all, all night. Yeah.
0: Like they just put that before bed, they put some glue some gloves on their fingers.
1: On. Right. Yeah.
0: Oh man. I also watched Zodiac that 2007, uh, it's like Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah, uh, Robert Downey Jr. It's pretty good. Like dramatization of the Zodiac killer. I remember really team. enjoying that. It's really good. Anyway, the Zodiac talked about putting stuff on his fingers to not have fingerprints. Right. That's what parents need to do.
2: An right. early it was an early biopic of Ted
3: Cruz. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, Dragon Quest Builders is really, really, really good. It's uh, it's like just a sort of much more directed, plot-driven yeah. Minecraft with. Oh, you mean like Terraria? Yeah. With uh, with just heaps of uh, Dragon Quest, Dragon Warrior one nostalgia, which I did not, I would not have said before today that I was really nostalgic for Dragon Warrior one, but man, just those the music. Just real good.
1: Yeah.
0: You I mean, I guess that's how a lot of people feel about like th- when you go to fucking some here's another symphony playing some more Final Fantasy bullshit that I don't care about. <laughs> this is probably the feeling that they're getting from that when I just hear the... do. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Man, that and uh that and Metroid music, I think, are probably the two the two most like Emotional responses to, to music. Dragon Warrior was not even very good, and I didn't even like it that much when I was a kid. And I do not understand what, I think it just looks, the, the like trappings of Dragon Warrior 1. <laughs> Dragon Warrior?
1: Did they ever say, did they, were they Dragon Warrior after the first one? Or was uh, that the I only one was, that they changed I think the it name was of? Dragon Quest in Japan and Dragon Warrior in the US. But,
0: like, was Dragon – was the second one in the U.S. Dragon Warrior 2? Yeah, I think they were Dragon
1: Warrior up through 4. What
0: a weird fucking thing to change. Yeah. Like, what was that decision about?
1: It's, kids want to – American kids want to be warriors. They don't want to go on quests.
0: Hmm. I mean, but we – It's we'd, like
1: how when Kirby, they, they localize the Kirby cover, they add the lines to make him look angry. Huh. They had, like, diagonal lines, like, on above his eyes, and he looks like a badass instead of a cute pink blob.
0: And in the Japanese version, they put blood coming out of his nose to indicate that he's dying of a boner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Anyway, uh, I, I some couple hours into that, even, like, I gladly played through the, the territory of the demo a second time. I'm like, yeah, this is fun. <laughs> I'm putting blocks down and building houses and shit.
1: I feel like I need to check this out. Occasionally that sounds real good. Killing
0: a skeleton, yeah, it is real good. You have a Vita?
1: I do, yeah. uh, and I never use a it. Also, PlayStation? Yeah, it's also oh, a yeah. PS4. Yeah, but I would Where definitely I like. It? I would definitely choose to play this on a handheld. Yeah, it seems you like spend that. like hours on the train, right? I do. So
0: you can actually like. Because I'm never on any given public transit conveyance long enough to get into... I also into spend
1: hours on the anything? toilet.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: That's
0: pretty good. Yeah. Um, that's just, you don't have any chairs.
2: <laughs> Is that why you got, like, a pillowtop toilet? Because you spend, like, a third of your life there. <laughs>
1: you know what they say about a man who can go to the toilet for hours? No. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't... I don't I, eat. <laughs> he
2: eats a lot? I... <laughs> yeah. He
1: probably has hemorrhoids. Big yeah. colon.
0: A big...
2: what what happens after the colon <laughs> yeah.
0: I was trying Oop. to <laughs> <It> was
1: better. <laughs> better not to ask have you played any video games Jim uh, I played um, oh I forget I forget what order these letters go in now I think it's Solitarica, which riff talked about last mm, week
2: right is it a card game
1: it's a RPG like RPG battle game with uh, solitaire uh, card matching stuff, as like that the, horse as the racing mechanic,
3: like the horse racing game. I
1: never played that one. Yeah, it's, I think it, that was it. That's is that's what you compared it? That's to. what I
3: compared it to. It uses the same the same uh, solitaire rules as that game. I <laughs>
1: see. Okay. It's it's real. Uh, it's real compelling. Like it, it it grabbed it grabbed me, and and I have been playing it a lot. I uh, I've beaten it with three of the classes. I think. Wow. Um. I uh, it, so you you said it would cost money on iPhone. I believe so.
3: I don't I remember. Like,
1: I think I think Zach said it was three dollars on iPhone last mm-hmm. week. Anyway, it's uh, it's it's a free download on Android, and I didn't know like what the upsell was, uh, and I was playing this game for a few days, um, and I thought like the progression was real slow and and difficult and arduous. Um, and it turns out that, like, the button that says, like, double your income, which I thought was, like, watch an ad to double your income, was actually, like, you know, pay three dollars and you uh. get double of everything all the time. And, um, because the game is balanced such that, like, you want to keep buying, as you progress through, um, these, you know, you have the, like, 18 battles in the main campaign, and after each each of them it gives you an opportunity it gives you a certain amount of money and an opportunity to go to the shop to buy new abilities and um if you can buy a new ability every um every after every battle which is what the game is like after you purchase it it's so much easier than if you can buy a new ability every two battles hmm. like especially as you get further in like that the can you farm curve. levels no you cannot you, oh, you wow. just have to keep moving forward that is like the worst kind of
0: like, I don't mind a coin doubler in, like, a permadeath game where you're not using – where you're using the coins in between games hmm. to just unlock stuff faster. But, man.
1: Well, I feel like I – as soon as I realized what was going on – and, in fact, I, actually, I didn't. I bought the game. I was like, I'm just going to give these guys money. Like, where, where's the interface to give money to these people because I play it enough? Um, and then I was wondering why I'm suddenly getting more money and I finally put the pieces together um, and realized that shit like I this is this is this game is apparently balanced uh, such that you're not you're playing a much harder version of the game if you don't pay um I I, I consider like its and it's still hard enough that I consider this like the the version that you pay three dollars for to be the the canonical version. It's a lot of fun it's it's a it's a there's like a lot of um, like success at uh, building drama and like um, big, big feeling wins into the mechanics, like in a gambling sort of a way. And uh, yeah, it's free on Android. Check it out. Everything's free on Android if you steal it. <laughs> that's right. Just download an APK. Uh, that's that actually might be what it was. Like it's you you, you charge for it on iPhone because piracy doesn't really exist on iphone right but on android anybody can download an apk so you want to have the upsell be part of the app so you can't you just easily pirate it uh and i uh finished uh dishonored 2 which um i i was playing that game i played like six levels of it maybe like a third of the way through the game like not really feeling it, like, and, and going through it, kind of just going through the motions because I remembered really liking the first game, but not remembering, like, I, I couldn't figure out what it was about, like, what what changed about either me or about the game in, from one game to the next. Um, and I still don't know the answer to that, but right around, like, the... Um, the there's a uh, level with like uh, a time travel mechanic in it cracking the slab yeah I, and i really okay, enjoyed okay. that and like right around there was when like the mechanics in general started to click for me i found that
0: my memories of enjoying dishonored one are from later in the game when i had a lot of powers and started feeling really effective <laughs> Maybe and that's it. and like that was kind of like dishonored two didn't really become that until i got like possession Right. On my first playthrough. Right. When I was like, oh, now I can just handle every situation and it's fun and every once in a while shit hits the fan and it gets hard. Yeah. A bunch of people have written in, including uh, including Tom, Francis a couple times, to ask uh, how we felt about the
1: Jindosh lock. Uh, Did you what? get to the, oh, the Jindosh that, lock? Yeah. Is that I haven't the, played this the, game, so like where you're you're choosing like family names. Yeah. And like so so I, I didn't even n- realize that it was a puzzle. I just like someone gave me the answer after I did a mission for him and I went and entered all those. Uh... The,
0: the the way that this works for people who haven't seen it, such as half of the <laughs> panel, um, it, there is a lock that is basically just the answers to one of those. Like you have four puzzles. people and they're wearing four different color shirts and yeah. they've ordered four different things for dinner and they come from four different cities or whatever. I forget what the actual details of this are, but it, you can basically skip this entire level if you solve the puzzle, right? There is a document next to this lock that gives you just enough clues to be able to solve and it's procedurally generated okay. um, to solve it just as one of those logic grid puzzles, but you can also just do one of multiple objectives in the sort of larger part of the level before that to, to just have somebody tell you the answer. Um, yeah.
1: I didn't, I didn't see that document. In fact, I didn't see that room before doing the mission.
0: Yeah. I had already found, I had already gotten the combination before I encountered the lock. So it, it didn't, the only reason that I knew that it worked the way that it did was specifically because Tom had said, Hey, how do you guys feel about this? Cause, cause I mean, I think, you know, we're people who like puzzles. It,
2: it, that's a particular kind of puzzle that a lot of people don't
1: like, though. Yeah, and Not it's also yeah. You might like those better than playing Dishonored too. Did you
0: buy <laughs> uh, Did you buy Dan Katz's book of those that he put out? Um,
3: no, I don't think I'm aware of that. I'll have to look it the, up.
0: I think it's called The Puzzle Files of Larry Logic. <laughs> it sounds like just the oh, most you know, like
3: that does sound familiar. <laughs>
0: Is <laughs> that like the thing that you would buy for your soon to be very disappointed nephew at the <laughs> Discovery Store? Whatever. Um, <clears throat> it, so, the thing that always strikes me about recognizing God, there was another VR game that I was, that I bought like a month ago. That I was playing through and just got to a point where there's a fucking 15 puzzle on the wall <laughs> yeah. that I had to solve and I'm like well that d- done game over like a 15 puzzle which is one of the ones where it's like there's a grid a four by four grid with one thing missing and the pieces slide around and you have to slide this them back to make the picture lined up correctly like that is just an immediate like alt F4 delete local <laughs> content like yeah. that, that or I, it, it makes me so so angry. Yeah. Towers of Hanoi is another one. Do you, I think we talked about this when we did Knights of the Old Republic yeah. <laughs> as an assignment. Knights of the Old Republic has a section where there is a Towers of Hanoi puzzle. With the worst interface that in the you entire have to,
2: world. That you have to
0: interact
1: with using their dialogue.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, like system. Towers of Hanoi the, and man, Twine. God. It's the worst. Yeah.
1: That's amazing. There's, there's a Towers of Hanoi like mini game in one of the Mass Effect games like – one of the lock-picking minigames, if I remember right, is, is one of those. Do
2: you, so do you think that this is just designers being like, God, I really want a puzzle here, but I don't have an idea for a puzzle. Yeah. So I'm just going to like crib something else from the world that I'm aware of. Sure, I mean, maybe. so that's fine if it's, you know, like,
0: it, like the lockpicking minigame in, or the hacking minigame in Bioshock 1. It's just, it's just, just like, like pipe, pipe dream, dream, which is, sure, that is cool. Sure, but but yeah, that's pipe dream. That is fun a
3: puzzle. Though. That's
0: a puzzle game yeah. not a puzzle right yeah. I, so i think I, I guess my my opinion on this logic puzzle gate thing is i think it is i'm guessing that there was a conversation at the studio that went do we really want to let people skip this entire level Followed by somebody saying, like, basically no one is going to bother to solve this. (laughs) Right. And the ones
2: who do will really appreciate that you can. And do you you, – can you not then go back and do the level anyway? Yeah, I think you can. So then it's like – it's a win-win for everybody who wants to do it, right? Like, because you can avoid the puzzle and do the level or you can do the puzzle and then get to decide whether you want to skip the level or not.
0: That level, the stuff that you do before that is, like, the, like, immersive sim of immersive sim stuff, too. There's, like, sort of two warring factions in this city, and if you walk into either side carrying the, like, unconscious body or dead body of the opposing faction's leader, they're all friendly to you, <laughs> and you can, like, make a deal with them, huh.
1: it's I, really good. The, the simulation of that is real, like... Sl- slapdash I feel like I accidentally dropped the body once and then they shot me because hello he doesn't have the body anymore <laughs> that yeah
2: <laughs> I
0: I also found that doing it one way you could just like pickpocket
1: them with them yeah. able to see you and they don't care yeah
0: like you yeah, can loot stuff that, that would too. normally be yeah it's that that gets a little weird like
1: I was I, I was uh like there was a door that I couldn't I like, didn't have the key to so I just shot the door which is something you do a lot in that game, and like they didn't give a shit. I don't think I knew you could open breakable doors with the gun. I, I, how how are you supposed to do it? Like, do you hit them the, There's the a power
0: up that lets your sword break them. But yeah, okay, well, yeah. know
1: I've always just shot the door. Nice. It feels pretty good. Yep. But yeah, that so dishonored too. Like it started to click with me. Like, well, so you don't actually have your powers in cracking the slab level, right? Because yeah. the time travel is itself like. Uh, a really cool, useful power, like kind of, kind of OP actually. Um, and like right after that was when like, I started like really like, okay, I'm getting this, I'm enjoying this. And then I finished the game and I started the new game and new game plus. And I was like, maybe I'll like it now that I get it. And I did accept that maybe what's actually happening is that you start with your powers, And so I'm liking it having the powers, even the beginning levels that I didn't like the first time through. New Game Plus also lets you
0: play as, like, a hybrid of the two characters, so you can mix and match powers that you couldn't have had together in the first place. You should really listen to the Watch Out for Fireballs about Dishonored 2, because Gary, in particular, like, fucking pokes around and finds some crazy shit that was, like, anticipated and coded for in a lot of those situations— you can get a crack in the slab into a state where there are guards in the present version of it, which makes it way way harder. Because huh. like it, you're you're basically in. This is spoilers for this now months old game, but you're in this kind of ruined mansion, and you get the ability to sort of step back and forth in time between now and then when there was this sort of big important like event happening there, then? and. When the 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 mansion was less collapsed, Um so there's a lot of just like mobility things where you have to go through this hole that got knocked into this wall that lets you through this door that would otherwise be impassable in the past. But then there's a section of the house that's not there in the future. So, but you can you can basically undo the events that ruin the house, and so then the future version of it gets
2: oh, huh,
1: fully developed I and think patrolled I by did guards. Did that accidentally and didn't mm. realize what I did, mm. and I was just like I was. I was I was leaving anyway, so I just ran out and just you have a device that lets you see the other timeline,
0: so neat when you're sneaking around like you don't really have to sneak, you can just like uh, all right I'm looking at where the guards are and now I'm gonna walk behind him up here and choke him, and then just like disappear back into the future. It's so oh God, yeah, it, it's so
1: good it it feels really o p it's it's uh very satisfying after like you know the previous game of working real hard to choke someone out, yep. You, um,
0: you know, people talk a lot about the clockwork mansion, which is what you get into with that crazy lock. And that, that looks cool. It's like a, like a space that's constantly sort of portal style rebuilding itself. But I didn't, I don't know.
1: It didn't really, I didn't uh, love it. (laughs) I, I had a issues like fighting the I still don't like even when I encountered them later, I still don't never really figured out how you're supposed to fight the clockwork soldiers. Yeah, me neither. And also there are like there's at least one in that uh, in the clockwork mansion and maybe more than one like some sort of security system that's like the wall of light, except it's an area of effect thing. Uh And I could not figure out how to trigger it or get past it on purpose. I ended up like like probably I died to that thing 20 times trying to get past it. Uh,
0: trying to get out. I, like, I got past it in the
1: first place, yeah. but then couldn't figure out how to get back past it. I couldn't figure out what I had done. Right. And then I, at some point I was able to just, like, do use f- uh, the far reach, like, teleport power to get past it. And I don't know if that, like, the, on the 21st try. And I don't know if that was, like... Not an intended solution, and I kind of, I found a cheat past it, or like, if I just sucked the first 20 times. I never figured out, cause like, you can see the
0: wires leading from it to its power supply, and I never figured out where they went. Yeah. Cause like, typically they show you that because you can go remove the oil that's powering it. Yeah. There's but...
1: another one of those in a later level, um, that, uh, where the power supply is just in range of the device. Ugh. So like, <laughs> You can blow it up, probably, if yeah. you shoot the... I think, I think that's what I ended up doing. Also, Gary revealed on this Watch
0: Out for Fireballs that the wall of light, and I'm assuming this pylon thing works the same. If you just, like, throw stuff into it to trigger it, it eventually runs out of batteries. <laughs> and you can just walk through it.
1: Oh, you're wasting whale oil. That stuff is... Uh, those because you're endangered. Yeah. It's... Uh...
0: Man, that... The, the Watch Out for Fireballs about Dishonored 2, real good, really made me... Sort of have a renewed appreciation for a game that I already liked a great deal.
1: I thought Watch Out for Firewalls was just a retro game thing. Yeah,
0: man. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you write him an angry email about it? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, for a while, were occasionally doing like Watch Out for Lens Flare, the wolf. Okay. But I think they just decided, you know what? This is our podcast.
1: Yeah, just do what the fuck you want. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin.
2: Uh, the only new game that I've played this past week uh, was Super Gridland, which is uh, I guess just a iOS Android version of Gridland, which we I think we've talked about before. It's a sort of match three style, uh, sort of puzzle game, but with uh, sort of an RPG element built on top of it. You're like gathering resources in the day to to build and upgrade these buildings in town, and at certain thresholds that changes the 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 sort of components of the match three tile area and as you're doing that sort of time is passing each each move that you make sort of advances the sun in the sky until it becomes nighttime and then all of those resources flip to a sort of uh like wood becomes shields and rock becomes swords and uh, food. food becomes
0: spiders. Yeah,
2: food becomes it's... something weird. Uh, and
0: cl- like there's like caves and castles and stuff that yeah. matching them spawns
2: enemies. Yeah. And so then in the nighttime, instead of getting resources, you are like you, you, you get swords and shields, but then you're spawning monsters. Each match spawns monsters. So you can't just indiscriminately match three like you could have during the day. Uh, and so it becomes a lot more strategic about trying to survive the night's um and it's I mean it's it's fun. It becomes kind of repetitive. You're 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 leveling up your town, you're leveling up your character by getting experience by killing the monsters at night. Um you're leveling up the board by making the weapons and like the swords and shields stronger, but you also end up leveling up the the resources that become the monsters, and so the monsters get harder. Um and so then you have to then magic appears at some point and you can sort of get access to these spells, which you can use that to flip before between day and night or make time stop for a little while while you collect ingredients or, um, whatever. And then you, if you use magic at night, you summon this like sort of mini boss, Demi boss or whatever. And then if you defeat them, then you get a, a thing that you can use to summon the, like the final boss. Um, and I think that like, if it were a competitive game, the the goal would be to how how few day day night cycles can you do, use to actually like win the game, right? Um in, in the fewest deaths or zero deaths or something like that. I think it's okay that it's
0: grindy because it's a match three game, yeah. which are designed to be sort of meditative and repetitive anyway.
2: Except except for the fact that you you kind of have to be paying attention because yeah. you can you can seriously screw yourself by like getting to a nighttime board with basically no weapons or or way to do anything other than it just sounds spawn a little enemies. like uh, triple town. Kind of. Yeah. Um, this is notable for being
0: very complicated and having zero, absolutely no onboarding. Like it, ne- there's not a okay. single word. There's not any tutorializing. There is n- like, it does not explain anything. You just have to figure it out. And what that means is if you're playing it like a normal match three, every time it's nighttime, you just get killed. Because if you play the nighttime like a normal match three, you just get killed.
1: Okay. Like yeah. Yeah. it
0: becomes very important in a way that it's not during the daytime, like which things you match. Anything else?
2: Nope. That's basically, I mean, I've played a bunch of other sort of games that I have been playing in perpetuity, but uh, nothing new to report. Shall we talk about the assignment? Sure.
3: I don't want to. Really? Papers,
2: please. <laughs> you didn't like it. Oh, no. Boy, no. Huh.
0: Um, also, it's too depressing Mm. This week,
2: yeah,
1: oh, yeah, I didn't really think about we, that. Like,
2: because we kind of presaged that yeah. executive
1: order accidentally. Oh, that! I, I'm so glad I didn't think about that at all while playing this game because I really enjoyed it. Really? Yeah, because
0: we talked about having the same kind of feelings and being surprised that Papo EO was actually well, a good game.
1: And- so, like, what it's it's uh, yeah, I didn't enjoy it in the same way, but I enjoyed it in the, in, the, in the sort of the way I enjoyed um, uh, Shenzhen Io. In that, like, I could get into like just doing my job and Mm -hmm. doing a good job, and being an efficient worker, that sort of thing. There's there's pleasure in that, and like,
3: I like the aesthetic of it a lot too. Oh
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, All of the trappings of this were great, but wow, I do not. I think this might be one of those blind spots where you 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 will instantly not connect with any game where you're the cops. Mm -hmm. Mm Oh, like any game that's about just doing your job, like
1: (laughs) okay. So you, you, I don't remember if you, what did you think of Shenzhen IO?
0: Um, I liked it, but as soon as it got difficult, I just sort of yeah. wandered off.
1: Yeah. You yeah. Know. He- I mean, uh, there's, there's certainly like, a, there's the whole genre of games that I consider them like all, like the modern ones all kind of went back to Farmville where the, the fantasy that these games fulfill is like doing a job and getting paid fairly. Um, like, and like, all effort is always rewarded, and and like, you can never, like, you, you never, like, get fired for doing a bad job, you know. Um, and this isn't that, but yeah. like, <laughs> yeah,
3: you can definitely like get uh, fired for doing a bad job in this one, <laughs> or
1: And worse. also your family can, family can yeah. die.
2: Yeah. Um, did you, did you like, I, I basically was like, okay, I'm gonna prioritize, uh, my wife and kid, and then just let the other like just let the other ones go i just don't care as much who cares about an uncle right yeah
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) mother-in-law i probably don't like my (laughs) mother-in-law yeah wow uh have you told melissa and so (laughs) she got you that amazing shirt (laughs) that's true uh
0: yeah i i mean i think i would have really enjoyed this game except for the parts where you're checking people's papers like if it was just
2: you don't like that part it's kind of like a logicy puzzle. It's spot the difference, so kind
0: of thing. Boring. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's like just. Look, I found look, it really like, nerve wracking. Look at yeah. well, right? Because of the time, the time pressure yeah. was. Yeah, fucking the up time pressure the, like,
1: was what made it a game for me. Like if it yeah. were just like if it were just like double checking that all these things are the same, then it wouldn't be interesting.
0: I if I I think that if this game were just like a series of like sort of I don't know Ultima 4, like moral questions no. and it just said like this guy's, you know, his shit matches, but you're suspicious. Do you let yeah. him in or not? This guy's shit doesn't match, but he's got a really good excuse, and his mom's dying. Do you let the him in or not? The guy who's like, come in with a, a fake,
3: obviously fake passport stamp. Yeah, but today so good. today his passport is perfect. Do you let yep. him in? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I love that guy. I mean, and I think guy.
0: those stories are good, but they just, that, that I, I'll never see them because of the tedium of just yeah. like, like and just everything is like slightly like having to click the fucking thing to slide out the rubber scissors. Well, those are,
2: those are Every the, time you can back. buy upgrades to. <laughs> you can spend you can spend some of your hard earned money to make those uh, the, accessible by a key press.
1: The, the, yeah, that didn't seem like that much of an upgrade to me. I,
2: yeah, I mean
1: me either, but
2: that's. I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah, it's like m- medicine for my son, or I can just hit tab. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think there's like a I, I forget I, I talked <laughs> I was talking to somebody about this, so it might have been on the podcast already. But the um there's an interesting like space for moral discussion about like the villain who does horrible things in the story, but is entertaining to the viewer and the hero who does good things in the story, but is annoying to the viewer. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's a pretty strong case to be made that the villain is a better person because the villain is, like, doing good things in real life to act people who actually matter.
0: I remember in an ethics class, some point, and it must have been some paper that ethics philosophers had read recently, but it was just talking about there has to be room in your moral framework for recognizing that like Paul Newman being a cool guy that you want to have a beer with has some kind of value that mother Teresa does not have. Uh Right. That there is an axis that's worth considering. Like that's just like, is this guy cool or not. Yeah. Like independent of like, Yeah.
1: yeah. And like things that like mother Teresa, it like, her existence feels good in a very abstract way because who she, the people she's helping are people I never think about, and the poor. That exactly, and that actually like is makes my appreciation of her stronger because like it's important that there are people thinking about the things that no the people that nobody think about. Um, but Paul Newman, like, no, this that Paul Newman doesn't actually work for me because I don't give a shit about Paul Newman. Uh. but. There are definitely people like that who like, you know what? Probably a pretty shitty person, but I, w- I wouldn't mind hanging out with this person for an hour. That sounds pretty cool.
0: Yeah. If you had to push a button to kill either Paul Newman or Mother Teresa, <laughs> which would, I mean, they're both already dead. So you're off the hook. Right. Oh, shit. I should have waited till you push the button before I told oh, you man. that. Cause then, yeah. Um, do, have you seen Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? Uh, no, I haven't. Watch Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Okay.
2: Oh, to see whether you like Paul Newman. Yeah. yeah. I was like, how does this relate
0: to is, the It, to it the will button? make you really like both Paul Newman and Robert Redford.
1: Yeah. Uh, is, is one of those the Sundance kid and the other one Butch, Butch Cassidy? Cassidy? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good and game. it's not at all what you, it, it's not at all the what movie, you expect. The it's movie not, takes right.
2: some very interesting turns. All right. That that's sounds mean. like it's, I should be into that. It's
0: really like not a Western okay. at all. And it's, yeah, yeah. it's,
1: um, it's written by the same screenwriter who wrote uh, Princess Bride. Yep. Really William goldman yeah okay that's a that's a pretty strong uh case to to watch that movie yep,
0: if my recommendation was not a strong enough case, I had to provide a bunch of data to back it up right um So you can you can then choose to stamp approve or disapprove on each of my movie recommendations based on how compelling a case. I'll I'll
1: point out all the contradictions in your
0: recommendation. Man, having to like wasting an entire day trying to figure out how to figure how to point out a contradiction in a a thing existing versus like you're required to have this. So I had to like point to the rule and then point to the lack of point to to the empty
1: debt. Yeah, that took me a while to figure out, too. And that was annoying. And, and and like, like I, when the buzzer rang, I thought, okay, now I can stop thinking about this. But they make you finish out your last person in line before yep. yeah before you can move on with the, with your day. But yeah, that was that was irritating. But like I feel like this game exists in the absorbing and enforcing rules, like learning what the new rule the rule changes are, and like learning to like in an agile way apply those new rule changes in real time under time pressure. Yep. And that's, that's interesting enough to me that I, I found it compelling. And then like, I just barely, uh, when I stopped playing, I had just barely gotten to the point where like, it starts throwing you like the, uh, the, the heartbreaking stuff. So I'm hmm. looking forward to more of that.
2: I, uh, I did not, I mean, I, I got an ending, uh, but it was not, I don't think it was one of the like final endings. How,
1: uh, how long did it take?
2: Uh, an hour and something. It was not, not too, too long. Okay. Um, I think that there are a bunch of different ways that the game can end. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah. Depending on the choices you make regarding various characters and the the mysterious conspiracy and things like that, you, there's all kinds of endings.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, uh, what are we doing for our next assignment, fellas? I
2: believe we're playing Black Ice. Yeah.
0: This was just like a random thing that we kind of had seen and wanted to play. I think so. I don't know if it's going to be good or not. I yep. mean I've played a little bit of it. I don't know if it's good or not. Yeah, it's, I, see. I it's
1: fun if you like making numbers get bigger and shooting at Tron robots. Ooh.
2: That's a thing that you
1: like know, it, it is. A game about like skidding out of control on a freeway. Oh yeah. Or
2: overcoming you
0: just uh, hurling intrusion left countermeasures. And right, trying to <laughs> trying to counteract some of your momentum.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. It definitely applies thrust. Guys, do you know what this episode of Video Games Hot Dog was brought to us by? Mm. Our generous Patreon backers, such as French Cola,
3: Franz Kolstein, Wavy Lays,
0: <laughs>
3: Wavy French,
1: uh, <laughs> Tan Dolstoy, <laughs> Gravy Steve, uh, uh, Incomprehensible Buzzing Noise,
2: Lol Cat Simmons, one of my cousins.
0: Were <laughs> <laughs> you just laughing and then saying Cat Simmons? <laughs> <laughs> I assumed it was a J.K. Simmons joke. <laughs> <laughs> guys, I've had a fantastic time recording episode number 274 of Video Games Hot Dog with you, and I hope we do it again real soon. As listeners, I hope you'll join us, and if you do, you will. I'll join us.
2: Mm-hmm. Thanks, Jim. You want us to record episode 274 again? hmm Okay. Just, just checking.
0: Uh, same as every week. I always like. <laughs> I always consider these to be a rough draft, and you guys always make me publish them.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that explains so much. Have a great week, everybody.
1: Good night. Good night.